Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 245, I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingate. And on this out-of-breath issue, Hollywood ripping off creators? This possibly new phenomenon has taken over the MCU. Plus, there's a newsflash about Saki Snysnai and some solicitations. And we have a casting couch, issues, and plugs. But first... Some housekeeping. Don't forget to check out our extra episode of The Boys Season 3. It's so good, we recorded it twice. <laughs> we posted it twice. Just listen to the that latest was one. That was our IT person. Listen to yeah. both of them. That was our IT person. All right. Yeah. Let's get into some stuff. Let's talk about Marvel Math. A new article came out in The Hollywood Reporter detailing how Marvel compensates uh, character creators. So creators are led to believe that they will make 25000 when a character appears in film, but they end up getting substantially less than that. So, for example, writer Devin Grayson um, thought that's how much she was going to be getting for creating Yelena Belova because of a contract she signed called the Special Character Agreement in 2007. So, like, this is the first time I think we've seen an actual breakdown of what creators get. But for theatrical appearances, it's 25000 An episode that A TV episode that's over 30 minutes long is 2000 Less than 30 minutes is one. And then there's different tiers for if you get action figures released multiple times throughout the year. This is wild. (laughs) So here are some ways that the creators get really screwed by Marvel's accounting. Mm -hmm. So the money is split between the writer and the artist. Mm -hmm. So even if they both sign separate agreements, they are only getting half of whatever is uh, allotted for that character. So Grayson would have to split the 25,000 with JG Jones. With JG Jones, right? Yeah. Um I can't believe I know the she uh, signed the contract in 2007, created Yelena Belova in 9899. Yeah. But in the year of our Lord 2022, uh that this is still happening, may he rest. May yeah. he rest. And it's like you like Marvel, you have made so much money. So much fucking money. So much money. And I get that you own the IP, but why are you being so shitty to the people that create your IP? And I know this is oh it's capitalism, blah 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 blah. But like let's fucking not be horrible. Should they get like a writing credit? Like in more no. than this though? Who you gives a shit so. about a credit? I mean, like credits are nice, but did you have more to to read off? Sure. Okay. So if a film features more than one character, under the same special character agreement, mm-hmm. the twenty five thousand is split across all the creators. So, for example, Red Guardian oh, and uh, Melina Vostikov were created by different uh, creators. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would have to split the same amount. There isn't a technical ceiling on that pool that they would split. So presumably they raised it slightly for it. Yeah. But I mean, Jesus Christ, could you not set a flat raise to pay these creators? Also, and this was the most shocking to me, is that to pay less, Marvel will classify some character appearances as cameos if the character appears in less than 15% of the film. So Sebastian Stan, as the Winter Soldier, appeared in uh, Civil War for 22 minutes, which would classify his role as a cameo. That's it? Yes. (laughs) And the most shocking one. This is shocking. This is out-fucking-rageous. Uh, was it Infinity War? It was Infinity War, yeah. It was Infinity War. Captain motherfucking America was less than 15%, so he is technically a cameo in that fucking movie. And I know he has a contract that he could only contract for a certain amount of movies, so I get it. But fuck So Jack all the Kirby way. and Joe Simon's estates Girl. would not 
get. They're ro- they would get a smaller tier. Those amount. estates are rolling over in their estates. So Marvel apparently only pays creators for console game appearances. They don't pay for mobile game appearances, uh, which, <laughs> which is I don't care about that. That's fine. Crazy. I mean, how mobile, dare you? I mobile games are making mobile. so much more money and will continue to make more money than consoles. And now. they're a lot cheaper to make, and they make but, yeah, and then, a higher those, profit margin. Those have. 200 characters in it they would be not you couldn't even have that game but, if you're paying every single person sh- sure pay them something though rather than absolutely nothing like yeah. that's the appeal but, of your but game that right? doesn't exist in their contracts right so that's not even an idea they would have done in 2007 or there's there these they started doing this for real in the late 90s i remember for Fa- fabian fabian <laughs> nicieza they literally gave them a month in order to to write a list of every single character you created. They like literally forced them to do that, and they had like seconds to like scramble to get it down. Anything they didn't put on that list, they didn't get. <laughs> That's that crazy. Wow. Well, they were afraid of Image 2.0 because Image was formed in the early 90s with all like the major artists that Marvel had, mm-hmm. just like yeah. having that exodus. So the last thing that I think is uh, annoying but not unsurprising is that often when you sign these special character agreements, you're you sign an NDA. Which is why this is like the first time we've seen how someone went on the record and talked about what these contracts are actually like. Yeah, um, that gives me much more respect for someone like a Neil Gaiman who created Sandman and Death and a bunch of those Sandman characters for DC. DC owns them, but they have a special contract with Neil Gaiman that after he left writing Sandman in ninety five ninety six. Um, that they needed to seek his permission to use those characters again and give him a royalty. And he basically said, I didn't really have a written contract. My agreement was, you honor that, I will keep doing work with you down the road. If you don't, you can fuck off. What was he, the contract for he's Angela? He's such a catty bitch. I love oh, it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That like that like completely... Todd McFarlane fucked him over for Angela. Oh, yeah. And for, so Angela, when she switched between Image and, and, and um, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, because yeah, Neil Gaiman won her in the contract and it's then gave so her to Marvel, wild. basically. They're yeah. like, this character from Spawn is coming over. You're like, why? <laughs> it sure. yeah, and now she's, and now an she's a sibling and, of Thor. Yeah. yeah. As we all are. Yeah. She actually felt right. It fit right in pretty quickly. Yeah, she was fit, fine. She seemed great. I love her yeah. sash. I mean, um, not not all these movies. No. Not every movie is guaranteed to make money, but Marvel movies are guaranteed. to oh, make Oh, those money. are yeah, that exactly. They are printing money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it cost two hundred million dollars uh, for Black Widow, and they got three hundred eighty million dollars. I don't know what the what the translation is for people who signed up for Disney Plus and now have kept it. It's two hundred million dollars, but it doesn't include marketing, which is the same amount. Usually, well, no, no, it's usually two and then a half, so it's three hundred dollars if you count marketing for big for big movies. You have to do that. People love when you talk math on a podcast. That's what happens um, if yeah, you if you right. don't get twice as much as your movie's worth. You didn't break even. So they made they made eighty million dollars. So. Okay. Profit, profit. So, at what point do they become writers of the actual movie? For me personally, you mean like, the comic writers, or what are you talking the, about? The people that have created these characters, a lot of their arcs get like, for example, like you mean story credit for exa- yeah. yeah. So like Ed Bru- Brubaker basically creating entirely like uh, Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier. Like, how does? And he was very nice to Marvel, and he kind of just said positive things about him. He was like, I couldn't believe he showed up. And you're like, okay, great. Yeah. But where where does that line end where you're basically taking all these pre-existing things and bringing them into maybe another writer's room 
where they just take all this shit that's pre-existing yeah. and turn it into their writing session. Well, and to add to that is we talked about this about with Thor Love and Thunder, like the image of early in the movie when yes. you see the giant god that's been mm-hmm. killed by gore directly from Isad Rebic's like yes. artwork. It's like it's frame for frame or David Aja doing the for, uh, for, uh, for Hawkeye. Hawkeye yeah. yeah, the closing credits. It's like they're taking... I mean, Marvel owns these IPs for sure, and it's like if you're a creator, you're kind of giving it away, but it's a shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a very shitty thing to do. And I think that a lot of the writers and creators are kind of... I mean, they're aware that this is part of the game. They are working for Marvel or DC, whatever. Uh, they know that they don't own the intellectual property to these things, but... Come on. They the, should be compensated fairly the amount for of it. Money that's it's, being made on this. I, I kind of wonder sometimes now, especially when the comics are coming out, um, this isn't, it's kind of chuckle funny, but it's also kind of really sad that a lot of these creators are just popping out these characters mm-hmm. just so they can be like, I'm going to get a credit at some point. I mean, it's true. That's and, what... and they know a lot of these series don't last like for an ongoing or something like for a really long time, but they're still like, sure. I'm creating 16 characters within this six uh, six issue miniseries. Yeah. Um. So I, as I always do, I'm going to soap operas. If a soap opera creator Please creates do. a character... They're going to make money off of it. So they like to get rid of, like, when they show up, 15 characters from the previous writer and then do 15 of their own. And it makes everyone who watches it go crazy. And then they're making money if those characters stay in the show year after year. Makes sense. Hmm. It's, It's almost like it's bad or something. Can yeah. you imagine? Is that is that like what we're our editorial? This is bad. I think that there are probably ways that you can fix it. If If Marvel wants to have a threshold where they say you have a 15% or less cameo, you guys can do the basic math on each character and figure out how long they've been in the movie. Pay people based off of a sliding scale yeah. and with a maximum cap out so that you know that that's a thing you have to budget, budget for and also give special consideration for characters that are essential to the movie but maybe don't have the full screen time. And we didn't get into the really, really shitty thing of what happened to Devin Grayson and J.G. Jones is they signed a contract for $25,000 and they ultimately got only $5,000. Yeah. So it's like they got less than what they were promised. Why can't it just be a flat fee? Or was it... Uh, I believe it was each. Yeah. J.G. Jones did not say how much they got, but um, it was... They said it was in the same ballpark. Um, So Yelena Belova showed up in... Hawkeye, yeah, they presumably would have gotten two thousand dollars for that, um, and split it so they each would have gotten a thousand. And then they actually got a coupon for TGI Fridays. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, they were punished Worth by it. going to TGI Fridays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they ended up getting offered three hundred dollars for that. What? Eat my dick! This is terrible. And that's Marvel math. It's a news flash. It's the news flashy. Yeah, I don't have the thing pulled up again. So keep talking. Just keep doing that sound until you're dead. Anyway, so this week, Rolling Stone magazine took multiple shits upon those bedraggled agro twerps from fucking Zack Snyder's hellhole. And it's all about the fact that, number one, 13% of the Twitter Snyderverse cunts were a lie. They were all bots. They were Russian pieces of shit, fake profiles, which you guys said was not as much as you expected. But according to Twitter, on average, 5% of all things are bots, all Basically, everybody's a bot or a fake. So the fact that they're <laughs> not according to my man Elon Musk, thirteen <laughs> percent is almost as we know three times as much. So that's a lot more liars than usual. Yeah. What do you think about all these liars? 
and how they're connected to all this fucking bullshit we had to deal with the Snyderverse. I guess I'm not shocked that studios like Sony uh, or Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Time Warner, are duped by audience responses that they, you know, they would be like, "Let's make a Snyder cut. Let's make a Morbin Time version of Morbius." I but it is pretty shock. I, I guess I am shocked that it is thirteen percent was all it took. That was enough. That's enough people out there as extra adamant voices to push you over the line. Well, Warner Brothers, I think, were, was kind of coming out with this stuff because they kind of said some other statements in terms of like, kind of ruined our universe that we were trying to build as well. For example, they they threw out this week as well that uh, Martian Manhunter in the Snyder Cut. They had huge plans for him to be in other stuff. And the fact that in the Snyder Cut, he was just thrown in, it basically ruined some future plans for them. So I think, I'm going to say, or I think... Dark Side with uh, Ava DuVernay's New Gods yes. thing. That's the mm, biggest, like, I, yeah, uh, yeah. casualty. And there, there's a lot of examples. But exactly. we know yeah. that they're relying because they don't plan for anything right they just say we hope you have a movie it truly is just the animaniacs just working in that tower yeah. over there <laughs> i wish it was the animaniacs working in that tower there just list in states all right Come. meanwhile rolling stone also reported that snyder yelled at some warner executives stating jeff johns and john berg are dragging their feet on taking their names off my cut and i will destroy them on social media and then snyder admitted that he never followed up on this threat so he actually fucking said this it wasn't just some bullshit to so, be fair, I said, love your work out the like a uh, car window one time. And as he said, he was, I will ruin you. Yeah. <laughs> as he was throwing a can at them. <laughs> I, just the whole thing is cursed. It's he just, doesn't seem like a nice guy. He's awful. I hate him. <laughs> uh, the thing, the funny thing is, is, I've heard he's actually nicer to work with than like obviously Joss Whedon, which is like the bar super low. But like he also sounds terrible, and he is fine with his legion of fans whether they're bots or real people being really <laughs> shitty to um to others He's on social media Mysterio. so maybe i <laughs> seriously did, yeah maybe i didn't understand the conflict fully but the way i read it Zack snyder felt like he was pushed off the project in light of his you know daughter's unfortunate passing rather than him wanting to fully have left and that that's why he was so vindictive against them about it i um, yeah i i think Yes, that was part of it. And also, remember, Warner Brothers was worried that the DCEU was too dark compared to what Marvel had. Because uh, Marvel was on, like, it's still on the uprise of, like, you know, with their with their properties uh, in the MCU. And they wanted to have a much more lighthearted fare. So they I think had, they used that as an excuse to bring in someone like Josh. They Whedon had no control up. after the, uh, uh, the thing. Now that Snyder, Snyder took charge and enough idiots liked it, but not didn't like it as much to make real money. It's just the same... I don't know. Everyone's an asshole. This, here. this was a no this one was looks a, good. A very sad excuse to uh, remove him, but remove him they did. Yeah, and uh, all the bots are very upset by all this news. Yeah. They're well, responding. Really, they've been taking. Release well, the Jeff Johns cut of this conversation. Well, you know that the Russians. I mean, there it's just a lot of influence just to torpedo Hollywood in general, just well, torpedo American culture. American culture in general, and that's why, like anything that seemed deemed somewhat controversial, I'm not going to get into this with anybody. There was an edit here. Remix. Yeah, so continue your point. Yeah, my point was, uh, as I don't want to like cause controversy again on this podcast, but we know that bots come in and amplify opinions of controversial movies like Last Jedi or Captain Marvel or other things like that. And 
whatever your opinions are, you know, it should be about real people who do that rather than like some click farm in Macedonia. Yes. And I was understating how impactful 13% can be because of the way Twitter's algorithms work, that if you have that large number of bots working in tandem at the beginning of some debate, they can basically create some nationwide argument. And then it's the conversation we're having is Zack Snyder's blah, 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 or is Miss Marvel too feminine? Yeah. And it, 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 just having that as being a part of it really makes the conversation worse. And also it makes more Zack Snyder films, which is a problem. Yeah. And also their comments are always like, beep, boop, bop, hated it. Yeah. Let's you know get I mean? morbid. <laughs> beep, bop, boop. And so there's stupid people who want Snyderverse stuff to happen who actually will see beep, bop, boop and think it's a real sin. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was all those yeah. bots that were like, Morbius, that sounds like one of our guys. Well, that, <laughs> let's, let's put his movie Well, on. it happens in Drag <laughs> Race, too, with uh, Bing Bang Bong. Yeah. It gets, UK fun. You know, and it's all connected, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all connected. It's all connected. All right, what else Think we got? Think about it, guys. What else we got, Clark? Anyway, so MCU shit. Um, supposedly, there'll be a new Fantastic Forecast released on Disney's D23 event, which takes place September 9th through 11th. So, all right, we got that coming up. I've that, already seen so many fake reveals. Who do you, okay, who are some? They're all bots. The Russian bots. Where, where people have taken videos of Kevin Feige, just like here's announcing this blah blah blah, but they do a deep fake on his voice, and then they add oh, fake screens to show here's the Fantastic Four, and here are potential cast members. But the funniest one I Hate saw, the where it was everyone, including Sue Storm, was cast as cast as for Tom Holland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Sue Storm as what Tom Holland. What? Tom Holland is played by is playing oh, Sue Storm. Oh, oh, I thought oh, all oh, the oh. characters were actually just Tom Holland and other people were playing Tom Holland. Uh, That's they did, amazing. They did uh who is the guy from Breaking Bad, Hank Schrader? Yeah. So they're like, and the thing will be played by this guy. Just kidding, it'll also be Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> that movie I'd watch. Yeah. Uh, uh did, did you see any of the rumored people? Because obviously what's his face isn't gonna be him anymore. John, John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Hillary yeah. Swank. Yeah, as, I would watch as that. The thing. As the thing. Was as there the anyone thing. that was notable? Because I don't think there was. Uh, the guy that's in uh, U Penn Bagley or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I can't he, watch he, him he because be... he looks just like my first ex. Oh, well, I can't watch well, him well baby, he's you, in Goss- he was Gossip Girl. You might know. You might know him from the meme. I'm not one of those crazy bottoms. He's. Yeah, and he would be apparently Reed Richards because terrible, he's terrible. No, why is that? Why is that a bad idea? He's not a good actor. He's not a good actor. Way too young. Why is he's not a good actor? How do you know? Have you seen all of you yet? I've seen all of Gossip Girl. Too I've seen all of you, and looking. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't want to see any of them. Don't have gray temples. Yeah, they need some gray temples. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, well, yeah. may, may, maybe cast him as like future. Uh, what's his name? Franklin. Future Franklin. I, I also the fact oh, that their the character their, their yeah. kids are so important and they're going to be looking like 30 year olds I don't want their kids to they have to like take 15 years of real time for them to have the kids I want them to want to see maybe they were like like a child bride and Do you, child okay girl. here's a question I want them to already have kids you want them to start with kids yes. or not yeah that'd be nice actually so do, do you want the cosmic rays to give so those flashback, kids powers flashback no oh uh, what about the Future Foundation? Do you want that to exist already? No, no I want them too to much. build that in real time because that would be fun to see on screen. Yeah. And Dragon Head. What's his name? Dragon Man. Dragon no. Man. Yeah, don't be weird. Yeah, don't be God, stupid. Brent. How, Get the names right. How big should his head be? <laughs> because 
if we're being honest, he's more head than man. It's true. Mm. And more dragon than head. That's the way we describe all things. Mm. All right, let's move on. Yes. Okay, we're done. Anyway, so Secret Invasion, you know, that thing that was supposed to come out this year. and It's yeah. coming out next year now at Disney+. Oh. Plus. Now it has to be pushed back even, even further because stuff is way too much like the Russia-Ukraine war situation, <laughs> which is very bad. What specific stuff? Well, anyways, what just happened in the last month is that uh, Zelensky had to expel a lot of people from his secret service right. because they were like spies. Russian spies, basically. So clearly that makes sense in the fact that, you know, the whole scrolls are spies for the scroll empire just like living in our government <laughs> so is this i don't know i don't know how they're going to remove this stuff because that's what the entire that's, fucking plot that's is the about premise of the scrolls Wheels. are they going to fuck it up like falcon when uh falcon winter soldier where like it was Please, too close fatwas. fatwas it was too close to fat w s uh, it was too close to coronavirus uh, like the like one of the plot mm. lines, and they had to change it around and made it kind oh, of almost yeah. indeci- undecipherable. Yeah, so ugh, real I generic. Hope. Well, and then we t- we talked about like um with the ending of Miss Marvel and like Marvel's coming out next mm-hmm. year. The Secret Invasion ha- was supposed to happen before Marvel's because Monica Rambeau is one of the main characters in oh. Secret Invasion. I'm assuming now they're gonna have to tie into it instead of being the outro. Well, that's. God. I don't know. I'm fine. Just keep it fucking Russia, Ukraine. It's it's it it, yeah, mean, it would mean headlines. more. It would mean more. I did see some cool photo of Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, where he's got a big white beard and his eye no longer has an eye patch on it. Which I thought, oh, oh. I kind of like that look. Mm. Yeah, but okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was a fan generated thing or if it was actually this is a like snapshot. the Watcher on the Moon thing that happens. Oh, oh yeah, yeah from Original comic. Sin. Yeah, or, or Gandalf. Hopefully not. Or Gandalf. Yeah. When he or gets what? his eye back. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clark, what else you got in that news chain? I don't know. Something that we may have already talked about. Marvel solicitations for October have come out. And do you know what's happening? A one shot of Crypt of Shadows, which is a thing that happened in the 70s. This one is being written. It's a one, ep- one shot by Chris Cooper, L. Ewing, Danny Lohr, Rebecca Roanhouse, Adam Warren, and more. It takes place at some fucking point in time with Elsa Bloodstone, Moon Knight, Wolverine, which is our Laura version, and Bloodline, who's Blade's daughter. And on the cover are both versions of Werewolf by Night and Lilith and uh, Man-Thing and stuff like that. Anyways, what I think basically they're doing, and this is tie-in to what we're seeing later, immediately what's going to happen in October supposedly is Gail Garcia Bernal is playing Werewolf by Night, one of the two, we just don't know which one. So clearly they're doing this right ahead of time in order to make people want to watch the one-shot. I really enjoyed Adam Warren, and I love his style so much. That I, I think I would just uh, maybe he could even and write what, Elsa. What, what is he I think Elsa Bloodstone would be really fun. Oh, just so I I don't want to get into the 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 laundry. Yeah, tell us, tell us, no. tell us no, what he's done. No, I, I, this I is it. this Boy, is a, you're such an expert. This is this is a podcast we, we about showing off. Uh, his just general what anime have I been doing? stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just really enjoy him. Well, uh, Caitlin, what do you think? I think what you think, Ryan. That's great. We're rare agreement here. That's great. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Elsa Bloodstone, everybody? I'm Love just her. I'm just pumped that she is getting some more like stage time. Like she every fucking year she gets like one mini, <laughs> and so she's just primed and ready to actually be the star that we all know she is. I, I don't want to be stupid, but why are the I don't know what the werewolf by who the werewolf by night is. What he knows you, <clears throat> but but why is it werewolf by night? <laughs> Aren't they all? It doesn't matter. You'll figure it out or not. <laughs> by by day he sells insurance. Well, yeah. see, do, 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 <laughs> do you know, do you know what print? the original one of the two is called? His real name. 
Johnny Werewolf? Jack Russell. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, here's my pitch. He's a mummy during the day, and then he turns into a werewolf by night. Stay he's a mummy He's a stay-at-home mummy. <laughs> oh, wait, I guess that's Moon No, Mr. Mummy. Yeah. Uh, starring Michael Keaton. Well, I am just worried that Elsa Bloodstone not be, be a redhead, and if she's not a redhead, I'm going to punch Adam in the face. I agree. Fair enough. Are we all yeah. ready to do Deal it? Settled. Adam Warren? Who's going to be potentially gonna, doing yeah, that? Yeah, you know what? Don't I'll bring up my favorite. Get in line, creator. all the Adams. I'm going to punch you all in the face. Okay. Anyways, other things that are happening that we're going to have to deal with immediately in November and December with, you know, the what, no, most recent Wakanda movie, Black Panther, yeah. Wakanda Forever, is the miniseries Namor Conquered Shores. It's Christopher Cantwell and Pasquale Ferry. 100 years in the future, climate change has fucked everything up, and the Krees decided they wanted to blow up the fucking world, basically. So there's no more land. So suddenly Atlantis is obviously the biggest deal, and Namor is the one that's in charge of the entire fucking world. What do you think? Sounds fun. Uh, Reminds me a little bit of Hulk Future Imperfect, except uh, Namor's going to be a good guy versus the maestro being the bad guy. Uh, Has Namor's goal ever been... Domination. Like, I, I want to control the entire earth, or hasn't it always been? I already. It's the guard. latter. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's always been percent of the earth. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, I'm he's already like, king of the earth. Like it's already kind of a wasteland that he's governing. What's so special about like now some extra waterlands? Some, some Everglades. Assuming he doesn't have many people to fight anymore. That's why I don't know what the fucking thing's going to be about. It's just going to be five issues of him hanging out. It's like the housewives when they're like, you're not the queen bee of this season. It's me. And they just know that. And so he just right. does that every season. And so it'd be like, what if we had a real housewife season where it was just one real housewife who's left <laughs> over a desolate watery yeah. like apocalyptic wasteland They're just wandering around with a glass of wine <laughs> yeah. just talking about dorinda that sound, that hey don't, don't don't be, be I, wet don't be all who unwet would it be? Yeah. Not dorinda. i think we got a tm that fast because bravo's gonna take it because yes. they're not doing great but so, but yeah. also but also she has a full beard oh yeah like, i mean, I mean and, no. and one of her eyes got taken out yes, as well like I, I, I was referring to Maestro, but yeah. Uh, but her too. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Dorinda's the queen of the mansion, and suddenly now she's the queen of the earth, now that everyone else has been destroyed. Uh, I'm yeah. into like old man uh, Real Housewife, like the apocalyptic <laughs> yes. you know, version. What have I wrought? Like she's able to destroy all the other housewives finally. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm writing. Her, her, I'm co-writing with Adam intro, Moore. Her intro is, I'm the last one left. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The Real Housewife returns, like make it like a Dark Knight Returns yeah. kind of prestige. She holds some rotten peach in her hand. So if, if this Namor series isn't anything like that, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. All right, so the next one up is there just a Wakanda series called Wakanda. And it's basically just five one shots of characters we already know about. It's just it's just fucking treading water, just so we can say, oh, now we know about Okoye, even though they haven't announced Okoye is gonna be one of the characters. But clearly, of the five, she's gonna be one. Mbaku is gonna have to be Mbaku is gonna I have mean, to be another. You don't seem happy about this. I mean, it's just the thing. I mean, we I don't care about one shots of character, single character things. They're not written well enough not they don't written well enough but they're not long enough to make a fucking big deal matter i mean it's just marvel going money please yeah it's a it's a tie-in it's a tie-in so let it be let stephanie it be stephanie williams and uh, um evan narcisse are the ones writing it cool. is there like a segment of buyers that is just like oh i'm a mother or parent whatever i i know this no my, i'm a monster I know this, not a mother my kid is excited about this yeah. movie coming about i'll just buy this one yeah. comic yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. lots of with big planet comics yeah. every once in a while there's some parent that comes in and just like looks around and asks the 
people who are there like, what, what's going on with Black Panther? Is anyone I can jump into really quickly? And right. these are obviously going to be easy ones. Yeah, rather than buying like the entire compendium of like Christopher Peace Run yeah. or Reginald. <laughs> and the action... And <laughs> the comic book store worker's like, you're not a real fucking fan. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know Adam Warren. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, in horrible news... Chris Claremont is rumored to be writing another X book that's clearly not going to be in the timeline that we're paying attention to, but it's for his worst series ever, Extreme X-Men. But this one is Extreme X-Men Squared. You think Extreme X-Men is his worst? Uh, of of no. the main, of the X- New Excalibur might be worse New than that. New Excalibur. He wrote a really terrible uh, math pretty- textbook. No, no, no. <laughs> See, New Excalibur was so terrible that it was awful to just read and enjoy in like the worst way. Extreme X-Men, there's nothing... It's not bad enough to be terrible. It's not good at all. Uh, it's just too, oh, it's, it's mediocre it's a, it's bad. A, it's not, a hodgepodge uh, of crap. That's well said. We're, Ex- we're, the New whole... Excalibur is so fucked up terrible that there's something valid Extreme in there to, be, to laugh at. That run was the run that they, I think Marvel eventually was like, oh, he ain't got it anymore. Nope. He ain't got it anymore. <laughs> so they just started taking characters away from him slowly, and they're like, uh-huh. they're dead. And they're like, but they'll be alive in another series. I'm so oh, sorry. So he's yeah, like he's yeah. like left with like Sage and like Thunderbird two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like all oh, my babies. A new one. Oh, you got Slipstream, the guy who's just a surfer. Wait, which can... is sad because when they introduce Sage, he's only going to get five k instead of twenty five k. So it's really terrible. sad. Wow, <laughs> good callback. Yeah, perfect. That stuff we actually not talked about in here. Oh, you did. And the last bit of news. Uh, well, two pieces. It's a casting couch, which oh, is like uh, a part, but different no. segment. It's a different segment. It's a casting and, couch. And Dua Lupa is, is playing Zatanna, supposedly. Singer, British singer, Dua Albanian Lipa. singer. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua, I just called her Dua Lipa. Duolingo. Duolingo is going to play Zatanna. 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 From DC, DC Comics. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of this singer who is uh, doing this? Uh, now I just want to hear "Don't Start Now" sung backwards. Yeah, like because like because like the way you know just kind of has powers. Their magic powers. Yeah. but all right, good on look. Don't know if Dua Lipa is a great singer. I'm actually great actor. a uh, great actor. No, I know she's both. a great singer. Uh, you're right. Sorry, she's a great actress. Uh, but 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 I did actually think first Dua Lipa would be my top choice for Dazzler. If no, real put it, she would be great. No, she'd be great. She would be Jesse Ware. I don't know if she can pull off blonde to that extreme. Yeah, you, she's got to be blonde, or I'm going to punch Adam in the face. <laughs> yeah, Adam Warren. <laughs> I don't. I think she. I think she'd be able to sing. I think she could bring camp. But I don't know anything. Have we ever seen her in any sort of acting role before? She was in, in SNL, but remember the fact that it was canceled because of everyone getting COVID. No. So she actually was literally in one minute sketch. Was she, she good? Saying about a fucking parrot. She was remember. in several snuff films, if I recall. She's also <laughs> acted. She's also acted like she could dance too. So that's. <laughs> about, you know. But that's my favorite part about her performances is that she's like, yeah, I'm not a great dancer, but I'm here. I really like her. I don't know why we're all shit. She's, she's amazing. So, she's, she's fantastic. So good. I like her in her music videos, and I think it's, she's acting well in those. The, the mind-boggling thing about this is it's. 
perfect look casting. She does sort of give off that vibe. Yeah. She has the dark features, those giant lips. There's enough playfulness in her videos and enough like seriousness about, you know, her public. Do you uh, guys even know who Zatanna Nana is? I love Zatanna. Zatanna. I'm talking about these two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She always says her magic spells backwards like it's somehow amazing. She She was in Batman the Animated Series. I know. I'm not saying I don't know. That's why they know. She wears a top hat and is like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm so special. She dated John Constantine. She she and Dr. Fate are always like, let's bang. (laughs) Yeah. Notoriously. All right. According to Marvel Studios spoilers, Reddit, actor, you don't know who you mess with. You don't even know who I am or what I've done. Anthony Starr is rumored to be playing Dracula in the upcoming Blade movie. I'm going According to, to find knows. you. I want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> that is the ultimate Dracula line. Everything he says. Can is- you reference uh, for the fans that maybe don't know the R lore as well, what that is what from? What is the R lore? Well, the lore of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, what you mean the quotes we just said? Our lore. Anthony Starr, Anthony Starr was in Spain, I think. Yes. And he was drunk and screamed at a waiter. 21-year-old waiter. And threw a glass at him and screamed at him. You don't know who you mess with. You don't know who you mess with. You don't know who I am and what I've done, which is frightening. What has he done? (laughs) (laughs) No, he he says, you don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've done. Oh, no. no, I've changed it to I. You've made the mistake of your life. I'm going to find you. I want to kill you. I want you. to kill you. It's um, <laughs> it's mind-boggling because... And then I'll, he got off by paying like $8,000. Uh, none of the news place, <laughs> places have been picking up on this at all. No one cares that About he's a monster. Be, that he's going to be Dracula. Oh, it's so funny. He's literally oh. a monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a known evil actor already, so it's like perfect, honestly. Well, what do you think of him as Blade? Or um, not as Blade, as Dracula. <laughs> as Dracula? I don't like I... him as Blade. <laughs> yeah, definitely not as Blade. That could be a really problematic. <laughs> wow. But as Dracula. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like movie Draculas I've really loved. Obviously, like Bela Lugosi is a fantastic. Uh, I love Gary Oldman in the early '90s. <laughs> Christopher Dracula Lee. Christopher Lee is fantastic. You know, is and it, then isn't there like a Skarsgård that could play Dracula mm. at this point? Yes, actually, you're right. I think uh, uh, what's his face who was in the the Northmen should play that. Should play Dracula. Uh, Alexander. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. I don't. Not I him. think of those. I think of the Skarsgårds as being like. Fill in like excellent fill in. Like I need a scientist type, I or I need one that always any of those. But I maybe want an Eastern European person playing Dracula. I mean, he's he is <laughs> Transylvanian. He's Roma- he's from no, Romania. No. A- Anthony, Romania, correct, Anthony yeah. Starr was born to play this role. Dracula. <laughs> I'm just doing the 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 rock quote about. Oh, Black oh, Adam, oh, Black Adam. Yeah. He he oh, but that's that's role. who Clark is going to punch in the face if Dracula doesn't have dark hair. No, Who, it's Adam. Black Adam. Black Adam. You're going to just punch all the uh, Adams in the face. You know what? I will punch the rock in the face. Yeah. yeah. Will all it hurt, right. though, because it's a rock? All right. Well, I don't know. That's our, been our news. Well, let's get into the issues. The issues is our weekly recap of All Things X, along with a few of our favorite Mar- Marvel house writers and characters. So this week, we've got um, the first issue of Axe Judgment Day and. Uh, Knights of Four, uh, Knights of Four, Knights of Ten, Knights number of four. four. It's, Knights Knights of, it's Knights of Nine now. Knights of Nine. Can I just put a pause real quick? Listeners, <laughs> we experienced some serious audio issues that caused us to have to delay by <laughs> 30 minutes. And in that time, we got we've, much, much loopier. We've gone into delusion. Well, the last three t- things we talked about, we'd already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, this this we feel like we've retread a lot of waters, so we're trying to we're, stop we're it, so stop sorry. it, stop it. We're trying to say more unique and creative things, and we've gone off the rails. We're sorry. <laughs> I want to find you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You don't know what right. I've done. All right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's cast let's cast Brent as Dracula. Serious mode. Movie. Serious mode. Now we're talking about the issues. There's no emotion. There's no joy. Kaylin, the issues. <laughs> oh, perfect for me. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, X-Men Unlimited, uh, the Infinity Comics issues 42 and 43. But let's get into the big comic this week, Judgment Day number one. Writer Kieran Gillen, artist Valerio Shiti. Hot off the gala with Moira's intel, Druig and the Internal Society lead a two-front declaration of war with Jack of Knives leading an all-out assault and an assassination attempt on the Five in Krakoa while Planet Araco uh, contends with Uranus. Uh, meanwhile, the Avengers and Eternals team of Exiles team up to restart a god. What do you guys think of this issue? For a crossover that... For you, personally? I think we were not expecting a lot from this crossover just in general, and yeah. it really delivered. It was It was fun. It was interesting. It's already got depth, and not in the stupid premiere issue problem that a lot of these crossovers have i really enjoyed it honestly um their characterization can sometimes be a little off but i'm okay with it because it was kind of fun which characterization did you think was off i think Circe a little bit i don't think uh phoenix echo is that she, she doesn't always come into a room and just kidnap people um, a couple. I mean, we haven't read Jason Aaron's runs. So no, I, I, did. I, I did. read a lot of it and I, I hated did. it. It's not great. But it's not good. It's not good. But um, I uh, some of it's off a little bit, and you have to do that a little bit for a crossover and like bend a few straws. Yeah, you know that saying that doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't. You can't have a cocktail without bending, bending a few straws. straws. I think my issue with it. I don't really have issues with it. I think it was pretty good. Um, is that they have? There's no bad guys. Seriously, talks yeah. about like her and her ever. friends have already left, and Mercury and and um, what you, you call? You don't think Druig's the yeah, bad Druig guy? Is, Druig is, is what I'm, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm saying that no, there's no bad guys left. Meaning characters other than the main ones we already knew. Like they had to create Uranus in order for this to even be a thing. Oh. Jack of Knives didn't exist before. None of these characters that they had to make villains existed before. So there's no connective interest. Okay. It's just like, oh, oh here's I somebody. I actually kind of like it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm not saying that either. Villains. I said it's great. It's just I don't like the fact. Oh, you're saying. Uh, give us, give us new people. I don't care if there's, there's been no explanation for them before. This is fine enough continuation for me. I've always thought it was weird that there was like only like seven Eternals. Like I always that felt we like, care about, or that, I that mean, like the, uh, that we would ever see. Like I always think it made more sense for there to be a real society. When we were talking in when we actually did the Eternals special issue i talked about there was like an 80s run that introduced a whole lot of new ones that yeah. have then just been ignored since then it was actually a very good run yeah art but, by walter simonson right yeah yeah um yeah no i mean i i think again i am i became more optimistic about this crossover in some of the lead up reading eternals the reason why you know druig is doing this it's like propaganda to like mm-hmm. like try to unite the eternals under him and like the way to do that is by like having a common enemy uh, I think it's is super super smart, um, and let's hope that they can keep the momentum going. Yeah, because these things start off well. I mean, the, what is the one that we did with uh, the Cree and the Skrull, like, and then like the Empire. the Katadi Empire? Empire yeah. started so great, and then it was like, blah, 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 just yeah. like well, that's the same out. thing. It's because the villains were the Katadi, which we don't know well enough to actually care about either. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, just became away. people that were there. And that's what I'm saying that, that all these new characters, that this was built as, as Eternals versus X-Men versus Avengers. And all the covers are the main Eternals there. Yeah. So we're not going to see that because the Eternals, those Eternals have already fucking left that crew. They have. And they're it's like, just they're allied like themselves with Avengers. Eternals yeah. and Avengers yeah. and X-Men versus these three bad people and all the random nobodies. I mean, who knows how, what level of nuance they can add to it because there is still the fundamental problem of you can kill all the mutants you want. If you kill them all, they can't come back. But with the Eternals, every single one you kill, you're killing a random human being. And so if the Avengers or the X-Men want to start trying to take out Eternals, the ones who have left now have a very strong incentive to stop them from doing anything that would be deadly to Druig or anyone else who's part of this, the, the same Eternals clan. Yeah. Um, I, I like the rush that this got to that the Krakoan system of regeneration is so under threat so early on and yep. that you actually got a very smart backup plan for someone like egg having just extra eggs in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll and then also that it picked up a few of the threads uh, that they had with the Avengers before with Tony kind of having his mind twisted by Cersei before. Mm-hmm. And then the conflict they had in Avengers tower. I was ready to be a little bit mad at this issue until Steve Rogers came in and said Cersei was an Avenger and if they hadn't yeah. made that mm-hmm. reference that she was an Avenger at I some agree. point I would have been like god damn it how are you forgetting this yeah like she was part of a pretty at least from my perspective a pretty iconic run in the early 90s so um is Magneto dead dead no 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 all right well. better not be the only thing I do wonder what continuity wise you've got cable hanging out with the brotherhood and that hasn't happened yet in X-Men Red where it's mm-hmm. leading to that, mm-hmm. but it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. So, yeah, yeah. So there's a little it bit. It could of be like, a flashbacky uh, issue, though. Yeah, it's a little continuity hiccup, but that's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. All right, let's move on to Knights of Ten, number four. A writer is Teeny Howard, artist is Bob Quinn. In the penultimate issue of Oops, it's a mini. Knights of Ten picks up right after the death of of death. That's Gambit, uh, with the Knights freeing Jasper and portaling to Mercator, only to realize that it is the Siege Perilous after all. Betsy and Rachel kiss. Uh, Shogo, Saturnine, and Roma arrive, and a, now a final battle looms. I, the kiss. That's a big deal. I wish. I mean, obviously, I don't want it yeah. to be a mini in general, but this should have been a six in, issue mini because this was two issues in one. Uh, it was like great. let's go, like it's, oh they're stuck in their own mindscape for a page. I know, and they only showed half of them stuck in their own mindscape. I'm like, this Some, shit is this is going fucking fast. It's Shatter's, really interesting, and it's not enough. No, Shatterstar was basically like, oh no, this is such a bad. And then he was at mid sentence, and Rachel said, <laughs> "Get over it." Yeah, and you're like, he didn't really have any bad stuff. You we saw Richter, to- and you saw um, Apocalypse from the back, and he said, "Don't do this," and then it was done. And then there was one panel, and this is not teeny at all. It's literally just like, I have no more issues. Just being like, oh, we all heard Rachel's voice. And you're like, no, I wanted to see it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's... Show, don't tell. Yeah, I want this. It's like Excalibur was exhausting, and then finally started getting good. And now this is like, this is great, and it's ending. And I'm like, I I want this to keep going i know this is this is why these series need to be longer they need to be a little bit longer but hopefully whatever the next iteration of this um whatever you know betsy does hopefully with rachel 
finally yeah. we see that kiss. Tell me what she's gonna do. Uh, Teeny Howard continues to write, and I can't believe I'm saying that because like a few years ago we were like, uh, "Teeny, we're over you as a writer." We you mean know? when we hated it and everyone else liked it. As soon as we liked it, everyone else hated it. I yeah, think, we're. I think the pacing just got so much wait, better. Do we have bad taste? Nope. Are nope, we the villain? Nope. Are we the drama? No. Eventually no. you'll podcast. We are the drama, but no. Yeah. Eventually you'll podcast and become the villain. Yeah. You know? So we have to kill it now. Becoming the hero. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to our last issue of this week. It actually came out the last couple of weeks. It's X Men Unlimited, the Infinity Comic issues 42 and 43. Writer Alex uh, Pac Nadell, artist is Damien uh, Cusero. And it's a two parter focusing on Doug Ramsey. Kokoa is threatened when a mutant language arrives and starts literally burning up mutants. Is it a friend, a foe, or just a curse word? What y'all think? So this is a mutant that's actually just an intangible language, language yeah, a it, spoken language. That like literally has Danny to be the, stuck within somebody in order to. It's exist. like a Danny the Street yeah. type yeah. mutant. Yeah. What would you name him? Like Rosetta Stone or something. <laughs> do a, do a, do a Lipa. Oh, I mean, do a Lingo. <laughs> I, I actually kind of like Rosetta. Yeah, that's a fun name. It is. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> once again, once again. I don't know if the editors of all the X-Books just got together and they said, what if for two years we just shit all over Banshee? What if Look, we just rip what, his face what, off, make him like, dead? He's like, and, he's uh, the Kenny Doug of South Park. Doug X-Men. Ramsey's like, no, not Cypher. Or sorry, not Banshee. Please, please leave him alone. He was just flayed and then yeah. I guess nope. turned into a demon. And the and demon's the second part the, that is going sure, to be. Because sure. sure. that continues on. To the it. point I, where... I know, but. Where Cypher and Beak at the end still had a precious moment, and Banshee still probably recovering in that fucking. Well, medical that's probably room. why he is then going to that fucking woman in in Legion of X in order to get his shit together, and then becomes a a ghost a rider, a ghost rider screaming Banshee. Thing. Yeah. Um. So I forgot what I was gonna say. Entirely. Traumatized. Yeah, I was totally traumatized with what you're talking about. I okay. I. This is probably my favorite of the X-Men yes. Unlimited. Uh, I think they've varied in quality because it's essentially an anthology oh. series. Um, but this was exactly what this format was meant mm-hmm. to do, even to the point where like the art worked so well with the scrolling effect. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And like the idea of a mutant being something ethereal, like a spoken language. And the solution is... Um, Doug saying, I want to make you a written language and turn it into Krakoan poetry. I thought it was so beautiful. I like the idea that D- Doug knows language, but he's also really shitty at poetry. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> fucking so hates yeah. him. I love that, I love that, I love so that Bay is like, you imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, remember how Banshee was one of the people we were going to possibly vote for for the original of last year's Hellfire like, yeah. Gala. Though yeah. we obviously didn't pick it, so they're like, "Let's murder him a dozen <laughs> <Yeah>. times." <laughs> and because you you liked him and you picked him, yeah, we're yeah. going to send him back to. He the was in the top three. Well, let's fucking kill him a yeah. dozen times. Yep. God, they hate him. Anything else with this issue, guys? This is to me what annuals or Marvel yes. voices should be. Rather than trying to split up with a bunch of different stories, pick one weird thing and 
hammer it home and then do mo- do more issues that are part of your voices series rather than cramming everything into just one. I just <clears throat> I just thought this is the most appropriately named Marvel voices. I know, and yeah. I didn't want to say <laughs> yeah. no pun intended, but it it, it truly is pun pun aware. Yeah, Marvel voices. Be pun aware. This yeah. also felt like it was too smart to be an actual comic. Sure. Yeah, a little bit. But I guess Ouch. it is. It Ouch is. to comics. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Like, you read I'm comics. Sorry. Well, the comic got much more like, theoretical than what we You don't we're... seem to like comics. <laughs> I mean, no one understands Sans Legion of X when they're reading it. Not us, but like people on Reddit or anything. It's also like, what very, the fuck is this about? It's, it's that's very way dense. too theoretical. It's and theoretical dense. and dense. And that's how Cy Spurrier writes. So. Yeah, I do. The only thing I was hoping for is more. Because yeah. having Doug Ramsey as a perspective on... Krakoa not being a political or religious figure, but s- still being necessary and integral to the mutant experience. He's I would the, like to see how the language itself dead ends in different ways. More so than Nightcrawler, he's the conscience of of Krakoa. Agreed. He's I just like him because yeah, well, he keeps breaking people out of jail. Yeah, yeah. because that jail is immoral mm-hmm. and wrong. The jail inside of his friend's body. Yeah, his friend, his best friend, <laughs> my best friend, the prison. Yeah, uh, I did love when Bay called um, Warlock his imp. <laughs> like, they uh, hate each other, but they're like, we have to get along. No, it's like when you start dating somebody and your what? best friend doesn't like them, and but you're like, have your to best kinda... friend that becomes your <laughs> arm sometimes. Warlock yeah. goes, was saying to Bay, my kind of self friend. Yeah. What What did she say? Warlock said something about her, like. The ear loud woman or something like that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Warlock. I, this, is what, this is what happens when you've got like I your primary how, and your secondary. Yeah. I love how Doug Love just wears anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God. Oh, with that sound. Wait, did you hear that? Oh, there, oh, there it is. It is. Oh. Yeah. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where we each get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, or experience and want to share with you our sexy little, little homos. Caleb, why don't we start with you? Thank you, Ryan. Um, so I fell into the hype. I watched the first two episodes of The Bear on FX on Hulu. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. It is intense and it's stressful exhausting. and stressful, but really well done. And the scene that hooked me is... Uh, it, so the premise is it, it takes place in this like little sandwich shop in Chicago... And like the this guy takes it over from his dead brother, and he was like a, like a world class chef, like made all these like like food and wine magazines and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a scene where all these like cosplayers are waiting to get in, and one of the other guys comes his out. Cousin. His cousin comes out and basically yells at him. He's like, "You QAnon, 4chan, Snyder Cut motherfuckers, y'all can wait." And like as soon as he said Snyder Cut, I was yeah. like, "I'm he in." Shoots a gun in the air. Yeah. But it is, <laughs> I've only seen the first two episodes. I've heard it gets even better. But uh, as somebody who doesn't cook very much, I can, I would wonder how somebody who is into the culinary arts, what they would think of this show. I wonder too. Uh, my plug. <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> my plug is a little bit odd. Just right now, think this is another your head, vaccine. Think in your head, what is a movie? That what is a movie? That you remember being good but you have not seen in a long time. Okay. I want you to go back and make sure it's it's better if it's an older film. Go back and watch that movie mm-hmm. and be shocked by how much you forgot. <laughs> Your brain did not allow you to remember. My movie was From Russia With Love, 
where Sean Connery is on a war campaign <laughs> to stop every woman from speaking. Uh, unless they're ready to suck his dick, he is attacking them. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck movie is this? He lets a woman get drugged and oh, then no. blames her for not getting off the train faster when they have to go. Why are you just it? discovering this that James Bond, Bond with misogyny? No, yes, it's a Bond movie. <laughs> it's the second Bond movie I'm ever. Not, I'm not shocked that there, there's misogyny in it. I'm just shocked that this one is is held up as one of the best Bond movies, and I forgot everything that was I've going on. I've never seen this one. It's oh, it's really? wild. I mean, it's it's I it's a class. It's a classic, but it is also problematic. I must have Doctor No, and then immediately on to Goldfinger. Goldfinger. And I don't yeah. want to get too '90s comedy on you, but. There, it's from Russia with love, and they're never in fucking Russia. <laughs> and is there no love? No, because the media, I mean, there is, but it's like he sees this character, tw- this female character, twice, and she's like, "Oh, James, I just love you," and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." Slap. It's a fucked he's up movie. Does he back? No, no, I do not remember not, not this that, movie. Not at that part. Not okay. at that part. But oh, good, he slaps her yeah. later. I mean, though yeah. that's terrible. Several times. Earlier, hopefully earlier. Several times. I mean, God. in Goldfinger, he goes, "Why do blanche taste better?" Yeah. Does he eat them? And he's like, "Oh yeah, baby, yeah, yeah baby, I love you." Uh, and in no, a week, yeah, baby, in a week, I've got to go find a woman. Melissa McFingerbang. Melissa <laughs> 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 McFingerbang. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So oh, those go, go, go back and watch an old movie. Mm, oh, terrible recommendation. You're going to hate them most of the time. Uh, uh, my, m- go back and watch old TV shows. I really do appreciate that. So Nathan, Fie- <laughs> Nathan Fielder, which Nathan for you is one of my favorite shows. Yes, yes. It's so good. And so there's an HBO show that he just came out with. It's his sort of next step. It's mm-hmm. called Rehearsal. Rehearsal. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> Uh, and he that's like fifty percent of the title. <laughs> <laughs> he basically recreates an entire scenario um, that someone is potentially afraid of what they might have to interact. So he'll recreate an entire bar, their entire home, their entire, and he spends way too much money and time on the stupidest of details. <laughs> and he is still playing the ca- character of Nathan Fielder mm-hmm. the entire time. So he is in character. Playing to people who are being on it is wild and it makes you uncomfortable. And you know what? If you can't handle it, I, really lean into yourself. I wasn't uncomfortable at all. I loved it. Wow. So basically I'm not spoiling anything. Um also look into he's that. Too. Obviously <laughs> rehearsing. He's having them go through and explain like figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then someone will come in and basically like, no, that's not gonna make sense. So basically he creates like a full t- like basically alternate universes kind of thing that we do where it's, if that's if it's if the person who doesn't like that and you go here and then what's your next step after that and what should you say here and there's like 50 100 different strands that they're trying to be like 40 percent of them work so you've got to try with these 40 percent and then if it doesn't work you go to these and it's it's amazing it's really good it's good is, how is many, that how, your plug too how many episodes <laughs> are out one just oh. currently one but it's you know, it's baby, Fridays, Fridays, well, so coming roll, out of the gate, roller coaster it, yeah, it's, TV it's show. HBO Max. Every well, none of them are connected at all. Yeah, yeah, but HBO I'm saying Max that you guys Friday. are already obsessed with just one episode. It's really good. Yeah. It is really good. It's very weird. All right, Clark, plug me. Um, I'm doing two because I wasn't here for three. But you basically doing... took mine too. You can't get well, two. He, that's what I'm saying. Well, then I was here and missed three, so I'm doing three. Everyone loves lists. Um, so one is. On Radio Four, BBC Radio Four, it's called Damned Andrew. It's about it's a obviously a radio show for uh, episodes slash issues at Damned Andrew. Adam's not here. Um, it's a a character named Andrew who goes by they them who accidentally 
caused a um, to just like caused a wormhole in the universe, and all these demons have gone out and taken over Britain. And it's so weirdly amazing, where he's a courier, but has to courier to like these demons that live in like a horrible neighborhood, and they make fun of all this British stuff all the time, this London stuff. So it's a little bit niche, hmm. but obviously not niche for for British people, but for Americans. Um, so that was very good. The other one that I saw, um, it's Mel- Penelope Cruz movie. Ooh, who I, I love, love her. her. I've actually realized that she's my favorite actress. Um, called official- Congratulations, Penelope. Uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm her. I should, I'm not going to do it in the accent, though. Um, her, it's called Official Competition. It's her and Tony Banderas, and I forgot the other guy. It's basically she's a fucking crazy director, and she's got two actors, and they're all just being fucking weird and nuts to each other. It's so well done. It's so strange. I don't really want to spoil it, but also I don't really know how to explain it other than that. They got a script. They didn't know that was a good... It, it, I don't even know how to explain it. Speaking of uh, BBC4, did you see that uh, new episodes of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared are coming out September this year? Yes. On BBC Radio 4? Whatever the TV... BBC4, the TV show. No, it's... TVC series? I don't know, the station. It's channel. It's yeah, got a that's four. different. It's got a four. Yeah, but whatever. You're it watching. has a four in it. Really? No, 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 no. We're going to find out who's in the Fantastic Four. Well, I'm going to Google it now. Oh, my God. This was the end of our episode. And oh, we just thank like, God. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah, we just oh. fell over the end. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X, Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Recommend us. We're funny. Just like pick the middle of an episode and listen to that where all the action is. <laughs> uh, we've been Homo Superior, and we'll fucking punch adam if someone's no, hair is no, not the right color that's channel four not bbc radio oh four. my fucking god i'm going to something punch different myself it's in the different face. it is different on that note bye bye, bye. bye.